Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. Some of these we're going to redo anyway. What did I say? Drake, laugh now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Young Dolph, hold up at the end. Got that too. And then we'll start your, we'll do the Nipsey Hustle on the start though. I definitely have that. Doesn't the Nipsey Hustle, it perfect time. I got it's it. It's yeah. perfect time. Okay. All right. You are now listening whoa, to the reality the reality yeah. is Sometimes we laugh Sometimes we cry But I guess you know now Baby I took a half And she took the whole thing Slow down Baby We took a trip Now we on your block And it's like a ghost town Baby Where did these niggas be at When they say they doing all this and all that Tired of beefing you bums Pay me enough to react Been waking up in the crib And sometimes I don't even know where I'm at Please don't pay that nigga songs in this party I can't even listen to that Anytime that I run into somebody It must be a victory lap Hey, shawty come sit on my lap Hey, they saying Drizzy just snap This in between us is not like a store This isn't a closable gap Hey Started to dance through this whole goddamn song. Yeah, so and then I switched the camera angle to Artesia. I was like, "Wait, is my camera fucking up?" <laughs> this song, bro. Like, I think Artesia, you hit me up this morning. Yesterday. Yesterday, mm-hmm. telling me about this song, and I'm always on top of Drake stuff. Like, I saw that he had a new song coming out, yeah. or that it you came don't out. Always immediately. Listen. Exactly. And the thing about because I feel like it's harder to listen to music now because there's so much that comes out. So lately for me, this whole week I just been rebumping the Carter too. Because I felt like it's good music. Yeah. It's some of his best writing work or off the dome work. Mm -hmm. And it was well put together. And it was before he had any kind of drama. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't drama within the camp. So like the shit was strong every you know, so Mm -hmm. that's what it was. But this is an amazing song. This is, an, ever. this is an amazing song. Yeah. Like, I think, like, everything that this nigga puts out at this point is, like, gold. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was one point uh, when, uh, what was the last song? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Tussie uh, Slide? No, Scorpion. Scorpion. Oh, it's an album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, 27 tracks, I think, on yeah. it, and every one of them were on the Billboard chart, yeah. plus two other songs. In, in some kind of way. Like, it's just, it... it so they, um, Dathan, shout out to the Part of My Bullshit podcast out of D.C. Shout out to the homie Dathan Scott and Gucci Luciano and the rest of the gang. Mm-hmm. He hit me up. Well, he posted something the other day and he was saying, like, if they did a versus between Drake and Kanye, who do you think would have the hits? Mm-hmm. My loyalty or my old loyalties to Kanye was like, yo. But then when you really sit back and because the percentage was more Drake, yeah. because everything that Kanye puts out right now is not a hit. It's controversial. People either rock with it or you they have to don't rock with to it. it a few times. You have to. The <laughs> to last two catch. albums, that's what it was for me. It was like, yeah. especially like the Jesus Saves or whatever. I only listened to that one time all the way through. I expected that. And then the one before that, where he was talking about more of his bipolar stuff, like mm-hmm. I listened to it because I understood the story. Right. Plus, the beats was hidden. Plus, he had good um, 
uh, features on it. Mm-hmm. But Drake, oh yeah, anything the nigga drops right now, it's golden. Period. It is fucking golden from his rap to everything. I didn't get to finish the video, but I started watching the Laugh Now, Cry Later video. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to you this morning and I was like, I stopped in the middle of the goddamn video because I was like, the quality is so fucking amazing. Like a kid. The fact that he was doing it at the Nike, like uh, out like a, a headquarters. Yeah. And then like he had the first scene, he was playing basketball with Katie. And I'm like, they were, Drake is a big person, but these niggas are happy to be with this dude. Exactly. It ain't just Drake happy to hang with Katie and fucking Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and Marshawn Lynch and whoever. Like these niggas are really love, they love to be in his company. Right. And you can tell that true millennials. You shit. can fucking tr- you can tell that shit. Wasn't no like watching Dr- uh, Drake and Katie play the basketball game. It was like they were laughing around, kidding around. Then mm-hmm. when you saw him with Odell, it was the same shit with Marshawn Lynch. They let Marshawn be Marshawn. Like it was an amazing video. And I hit you up and I said, "I'm ready to shoot some some more stuff." Oh yeah. You know, we just shout out to uh, Ian Van Allen at Aristoy Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate him. He did our last shoot, did the video content. I'm working with him again soon. When I saw Drake, it, I said it was we need to create our own video. On the books. Yeah, but now I want something I think, else. I think the shoot just kind of yeah. fell in our lap. I, 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 I'm I trying to work on my manifestation and speaking things into oh, existence. Come like, on in, manifest I, I, I really, really, and I've been telling you this for a long time, I really feel like I want to make a show. Mm-hmm. I really want to make a show. Like I, when I talked to Ian he and giving him all the ideas before the shoot, he was like, man, you should be a director. You ever thought about being a director? And I was mm-hmm. like, nah, I haven't. I was like, but I know that I have a lot of ideas that are better than the other ideas I hear. For one, I never really watch anybody else's stuff right. to say, hey, let me look at what I want to do. And then also, I just feel like we have a great collective of people, mm-hmm. personalities and individuals. And like I tell people all the time, I think I just know how to tell my story. Yeah. Like if you and know how it to tell. engaging. It can, you can tell any story you want if you can make that story engaging. Hands may as tell. When we first started watching that shit, I was like, this is dry as fuck. Yeah, but then we both kind of got back on the bandwagon. After about the third episode, it's like I started to look at it and say, okay, well, let's not look at this shit as action. Because I used to always fall asleep. Yes, you did. And I said, let's stop looking at it as action and let's look at the actual acting Mm-hmm. And the setup and the background oh, and, and all, she brings and it. she brings oh the motherfucker. What is her real name? Her name I, is Elizabeth Moss. Okay, yeah. She, and I only know this because I googled her two days ago because I'm starting to be become attracted to her. Oh, I was she not. Was, she was on uh, Made Me. Man. That's yeah, where she, Penny, that's where she played Penny. Her yeah. And that's what I was. I'm glad you know that because when you know her co- her um, role in the show mm-hmm. was kind of like the ugly duckling of an right. advertising stage yeah. agency. Right. But then this bitch's power and her brain power yeah. and her intellect. She yeah. killed all them beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at a woman from her intellectual property, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss is, is, is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. I used to think she was just regular, too, when I saw Penny. But, like, as I watched The Handmaids and even watching Mad Men and seeing her grow, mm-hmm. and you go find, she got a new show. I was going to tell you about uh, a new movie. It just came out on Hulu. Oh. And she's playing, like, a crazy um eccentric editor or used to be writer or Arthur. All her roles are in line yeah. too. But the thing about that is you have to be a good actor to play something that you aren't. Mm-hmm. Like to be a bipo- oh, yeah. play bipolar person when you've never been bipolar those are the kind of roles that she turns into Emmy Award nominations and, and shit like that. She's amazing. Yes yeah, she is. Alright now we still ain't even touched nope, one not. fucking thing <laughs> of what we're supposed to be talking about today. So well, You've been telling stories. So, so you got a story you want to start it off? I don't have a story. story. Okay, I got. I, I'll start it off. I just tried to break it up because I knew that I, 
all of this shit leads to me talking a lot. You just gave yourself props for being a good storyteller. So I'm actually looking forward to this one. But <laughs> so the the first topic, or it's not a topic, I just want to tell people a few stories. Um, so I answered the door naked for DoorDash. It, let me let me let me tell you the backstory. In the notes now, they have leave at door or hand it to me. Hand it to me. My shit is selected, presetted already to leave at door. Because he don't want to be bothered. African niggas don't listen. Af- I'm going to tell you one thing. <laughs> People like to talk about African-Americans. African niggas don't listen. And the African, African men people. don't like to be told what to do. Period. They don't like to answer to shit. Mm-hmm. And these niggas follow their own rules. Yeah. This nigga came to the door, knocked on the door. Kept- I'm in the shower. The app was fucked up because it said 20 minutes away. So I hopped in the shower because I was like, I can get out in 10, 15. Mm-hmm. I heard all these ding, ding texts coming through. And I'm like, these niggas are here probably. But he's just going to leave it at the door. I'll be out in five minutes. Mm-mm. Knock at the door. Knock at the door. <laughs> Knock at the door. He was persistent. I, yo, I, so I come out. I was just finished washing my hair. I got like shampoo all on the side of my shit. And the way he was knocking, I was like, let me get to the door. So, like, I literally grabbed the towel, wiped my face, didn't think to even put, like, wrap it up. I asked the door. I said, hey, man. I said, it said leave at the door. He told me, uh, oh, shit, brother. Uh, and the nigga started, like, kind of laughing. And I said, just leave it at the door. And I shut the door and I went back to the shower because I was like, I'm not going to open the door naked and bend over naked <laughs> and get my food. So I still had to leave this shit there. Oh, my God. Come back and take a shower. And I was just like. I just answered the goddamn door naked. But the thing that the whole about thing about this is my attitude gets out of pocket when I'm it does. when I'm pushed when Any I'm not kind ready. Of slight inconvenience. Kind of like an African man. Yeah. So I don't know why you talking. It's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I get it. Later on in the week, I don't know if people have heard I'm, I'm WFAA Channel Eight here in Dallas. A lady, she did not die, but she was bringing a lawsuit against my building, mm-hmm. an old historic building here in Dallas. I don't want to say the name because I still live there and it's just right. But it was black mold, or she said it was black mold. Now you got some coop. Yeah, I'm trying to be better. They said it was black mold in the AC. Then she started feeling sick, almost died from Mm -hmm. it. So they brought out the inspectors to do that all week long. So they told us, hey, they're going to come to the fifth floor between the third, the Thursday and Friday, five to nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, 12 to five. They don't give you no exact time. Of course. So I'm working on some shit. If I'm being honest, working on some shit is I honestly was dead ass getting ready to no bullshit. I know niggas who, I was working, but I took a break. To You've been staring at a computer all day. Sometimes you need to get yourself back on track. I'm getting ready to I'm put lotion in my hand. Getting ready to get started. The door, They knocking on the door. Boom, 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 boom. boom. And I mean, they knocking hard. So I grab a towel. I wipe my hand off. I go to the door. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, like, I'm coming. Give me, like, two fucking seconds to get to the goddamn door. The two white dudes, they at the back, and they looking like, should we even go in? I'm like. You could come in. It wasn't them. It was the people who work in the building mm-hmm. that's knocking like they're crazy. I told the lady, I was like, give me a fucking minute to get up. These units are big. Yeah. The doors are way at the front. I'm at the back. <laughs> I need to get. So they come in. The white dude, he's working. He does what he does. I'm talking to you on the phone, I think, mm-hmm. right before they get ready to leave. So I'm sitting at my desk. I'm talking to you. The white dude, nervous as hell to come up to me. I see him creeping up out of my peripheral. So he stick his hand out and he was like, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt. No yeah, he's like, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but he was like, we just finished. Everything's, I was like, everything good? He's like, yeah, everything good, boss. I was like, I'm sorry if I, you know, put the fear of God in you. I said, I'm not this guy. But he was like, she was bamming hard. Thank you, sir. That's all you need. Thank you. 
to make sure I'm not crazy because it's, it's like you knocking like the police. Yeah, but you you have a tendency to like go overboard. You stay ready. People just trying to do their job. She was probably trained to knock like that. It's okay to knock hard, but give some seconds in between the knocks. Like you just can't expect the nigga. Like how many times if somebody delivers something to you and the, the, the way the person, depending upon how they knock, you get to the door a little faster. Yeah. And you feel like you're being rushed. Oh, yeah. But I, I always answer the door with a smile. I don't like being rushed in my house. I don't either. I ain't about to be rushed. <laughs> That's all I got for the storytelling. I want you, we're going to jump over this next topic, but I want you to talk about why everything is a debate. Oh, um, yeah. Right now we have the Joe Biden uh, and Kamala Harris. Is it, mm. that's how you pronounce her name? Kamala. That's why you did this, this, this segment. So you want to tell us what's going on with this? Oh yeah. No, I was just having a series of conversations with friends throughout the week and it just, I don't know. I'm already exhausted about everything that's been going on. And it just seems like black people are never satisfied. We're never satisfied. Like it's always a discussion, which turns into a debate. Like nobody is allowed to have their own opinion. Yep. Um, one of the biggest things that, went around in my friend circle this week was the debate about WAP, the song with Cardi B <laughs> and Meg the Stallion. And it was just so much like, oh, women shouldn't be doing this. They yeah. need to use their platform for good. And my whole thing is you already know what they've promoted themselves to and be. And who they are. And you have a choice whether you want to just listen to the song or not listen to the song. But don't condemn people that may listen to the song and enjoy it for what it is yeah. as entertainment, yeah. a song, and that's it. Art doesn't have to imitate life. And I think that's where some people get confused. And for the people that use it, too, if they want to model their lives yeah. after these people, then that's, that's on, on them. them. I think this is the thing because I think it's more so men. That's been the issue. It's been men and women. Right. But it's been more so men. And people have complained about how men rap and they use and talk about women in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And they profit off of it. How the fuck they can't profit off their own bodies? To the niggas that feel that way, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Mind your own dick. Doing the most. Shut the fuck up and mind your own dick. Because do you watch porn? If you watch porn, motherfucker, that's kind of in line with WAP. And that's why I say Have you ever masturbated to porn? At some point. Then you, have you so. ever looked at a girl and thought those nasty things? Mm -hmm. Guess what, niggas? You're yeah. a motherfucking hypocrite. Shut the fuck up. WAP is a song that it's kind of given agency women agency over their words their bodies and their content I mean, they have a fucking right to it yeah with they if they if everybody's getting paid off whatever they should be able to make money off whatever they have to say and i fuck a cardi b in that dangly thing in the back of your throat no if i I'm fuck get, with her when yeah. she said i don't cook i don't clean but let me tell you how i got this ring yeah how i got this what this ring exactly <laughs> what did i say on the podcast a couple a couple months back Nick, if you are a real self-sufficient man and you got your own money, you don't need a woman to do all those things. Mm -hmm. You don't need her to cook clean. If you got a little money, you can get a maid for that. That's what I'm saying. You can and get that's a maid. Why and at that I level, related to it because I'm yeah. like, I can do those things, but in order to keep my life simple, I do have a cleaning yeah. lady and I do use a chef. Yeah. So. so it's like if you do that, that's fine. But the thing about it is, like she said, how she got married was on her back, on her stomach, on her knees, by her hand, and, nobody, and then being the independent, go-getting woman that's it. that she is. And I think not enough people give credit to that side because nobody that is limiting woman. that or making her just be one thing. No. But if that's what she's built her career on and she's okay with it, why the fuck do we have all these opinions? And not being funny, 
Ain't nobody told you to work wherever you fucking work and to make your money. If you want to do something different, then you go make money doing what you want to do. That's it. We make money talking shit. And then we have. And we make money promoting and telling people how to talk shit the proper way. Right. And we're not always right. No, we're not. But. I'm wrong half the goddamn time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's our right to do it's so. It's our right to fucking do so. But the thing about it is, like, when I heard all of it, I hadn't even listened to the whole song. I, I just heard that little part where the dangly thing in the back of the throat and it goes back to everything else Cardi B has said sexually that I am okay with. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I go back to saying about guys too. We judge these type of women, but these are the type of women we want in the bedroom. Of course. These are the actions and the acts that we want from the, from our women mm-hmm. in the bedroom. But we chastise the people who are actually giving out the game if bitches is listening right. on how to get a nigga. And you ain't got to just give throw your whole life away and be a hoe. You don't have to. you can incorporate some of those things but into your life. But goddamn it, Harlessy has been around <laughs> since the beginning of goddamn time. Pussy and sex pays. And yeah. it will forever be around. Yep. You told me about the Black Love Doc. I was reading up on oh, this Oh, that was morning. another debate. I watched the last season of the Black Love Doc. Has a new one started this year? This um, year? I don't think it started yet, but people were in an uproar about the trailer and the fact that there were no dark skin couples. And, and we're still on Why Is Everything a Debate yes. with niggas. Yes. We've already covered Kamala Harris. We don't have to get in too deep about that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of politics. Yeah, but okay, my point with that, though, is mm-hmm. it's okay not to care for somebody, but don't let that, Um, I guess downplay the fact that history is being made history is being made and then I, i'm a paraphrase this but i read something on instagram this week and they was like kind of talking about kamala harris and saying you're not going to vote for kamala harris and joe biden versus somebody like trump it's kind of like saying hey i want my life to be better but you want to jump all the way to the end game of you being successful as opposed to kicking the can or carrying that can down the road to a different location for something better right so in order to to get past where we're at, you got to outvote on Agent Orange and you got to vote for other people around him and get him out of office. You know what I'm saying? And you may not agree with agree with all the policies, no. but find somebody where their policies line up with who you are and the type of life and human that you are. It's always- and you choose that. If that person has 20 uh, things on the ballot or 20 things uh, that they say they're going to change, 20 policies. Mm-hmm. And they only hit five of them. Do those five align with you? I guarantee whatever Biden and Kamala are doing is going to be more aligned with me than what Trump is doing. Right. Trump, only where we align is about making money and tax cuts when you get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I don't and, and I don't really know anything else. Yeah. I, I, I fuck with that nigga. On. It's always the lesser of two evils. It is. Whatever that is for you. Yes. Exactly. But with the Black Love Doc, a lot of people were saying, oh, they might as well change the name to the Beige Love Doc. Like, why can't black love just be black love? It goes back to kind of what Frank said back in the day. If a black man married a white woman or if a wh- black woman married a white man, is it still considered black love? This is the thing. None of us get to fucking dictate what's what. We can put out there what we want out there. We can. Mm-hmm. But, I again, it goes back to being a hypocrite because I'm pretty sure some of these same people voted for Obama, who was a biracial product. Of course. But that's the point. It's always a discussion. Like we can we, I don't think we'll ever be on the same page because we're too busy having too busy having these minor discussions yeah. about things, things that, that don't really matter. Yeah. Now, the only reason now because I, I like to dive a little deeper into shit to kind of give mm-hmm. points. I understand it sometimes. The reason I understand somebody who may be our skin complexion or darker mm-hmm. 
or mine are darker because I am darker than you as I look at the monitor. Oh, God. Uh, but to, and then when Frank comes in, it'll be three shades of niggas. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But my whole thing is there are a lot of times where media, any kind of production company or whatever, mm-hmm. they tuck dark skinned people, especially the women. Right. They put them under a carpet. And, and I then do they agree let them, with that. And they, what you mean you agree with them putting them no, under a carpet? No, I agree. Oh, with you agree what, that they I do that? I agree with what you're saying yeah. about representation. Hold on. I'm not, I'm not, so, so what happens is you'll have a dark skinned person who never sees anybody on there mm-hmm. and you'll see a light skinned person and be like, on every Dove commercial, it's a light skinned bitch. Mm-hmm. On every Kellogg's commercial, it's a light skinned bitch. If you see interracial dating on TV, mm-hmm. it's more of a light skinned bitch. Sometimes you'll see on those interracial couples, it will be a light skinned child, a dark skinned child mm-hmm. with a light skinned woman and a white man, and you're like, that's not going to happen. So. To that, I, I do agree. Yes. But in this specific instance, I will say, get your facts together. Because this this show has been on for quite some time. Yes. And there have been several dark-skinned couples that were featured. I honestly, when it first started out, I think it was more dark-skinned. It was. Than other, and then so if, if you're going to speak to something, know the background. Speak to it in its entirety. And aren't the people who started this, or is that the black couple? Mm-hmm. Not being funny, they're fair-skinned. So a lot of times when you choose people for your show... No matter whether you're white, black, blue, green, or yellow, you're going to pick something that you relate to more. Mm-hmm. And if you look at somebody and see yourself, that's the... Or if that's all that they have to choose from with regards to successful black relationships, yeah. then why not just... Not even just that. Let's go a little deeper since we're on the production and media side. Also, a lot of people just don't put themselves out there. Exactly. So you may want a, a, a whole black, dark skin cast, but then you got... A lot of black people who don't want to tell their story. Right. Religion is holding them back. Their parents are holding them back from telling their story. We know all about this because we tried to cast a wide net about getting certain stories and we have not been able to get them because some people don't want to be on camera or cannot be on camera. Right. So is that we done with that part? Yes. Okay. I reconnected with my dad this week. It's weird. It's weird. So my dad hit me up this week and when he hit me up, I reached out to people that are close to me and I said, hey, my dad reached out to me. What do you think I should do? Because for me, it's not that I'm scared to talk to my dad, but it's one of those things. Uh, it was kind of like I saw him at eight, so I'm at 12, 16, or six, uh, 8, 12, 18, 25, and then whenever my my grandfather died a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking the last 20 years, I've maybe seen my father five times. This whole topic and conversation that's about to be had and, and definitely feel free to jump in Artesia with your input. It made me name this. Normally we find topics or titles for the podcast while we're discussing the podcast. Right. But I was taking a shower this morning before we came in the studio and it came to me. I said, I want to name this episode or the first part of this episode. I want, I hope my dad hears this. Do you mm-hmm. need to call for a sneeze or something? You struggling over here? I'm struggling because I do have something stuck in my throat. So and cough, I no, drink it, water. No, it's been stuck in there since last night. Well, now everybody's going to think. So, okay. No. I just like to keep it real on the reality. Like if, I'm just saying, but if something has been stuck in your throat since, since last, last night, night, then Jesus. Now, I'm, the name of the podcast is I Hope My Father's Here Is This. <laughs> and now my dad is going to hear this oh because I'm God. pretty sure when it comes out, he's going to listen. And he's a minister. So, oh, Jesus. sorry Forgive in advance. Me, please. You know what I'm saying? But when, when the reason I, want, I, I came up with the title, I Hope My Father Hears This, is because we actually had a great conversation. When it first started out, he gave me a call. You were one of the people I called, Artesia, and I said, hey, my dad called. What do you think I should do? And you said, I, you should reach out. You're kind of like my mom in a sense as far as the the way you think on certain things as far as, like, letting things go and just moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to my mom, and my mom also said, you know, go ahead and give him a call. 
So I reached out to him and I reached out to him. It was a little nervousness and it was just like a greeting. Got past the greeting the first five or 10 minutes. We kind of talked about the COVID stuff. Then he had to hop off the phone. Well, because his job or whatever. Being who I am I, and not really knowing what was going on, I was like, okay, the first 10 minutes of this conversation was him talking. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to say anything. And I was just like, all right, he, he it's kind of like feeling like talking to my brother. Him and my brother are the same. You know, my brother's going to hear this today too. I haven't had this conversation with him. So he said he'll call me back. Mm-hmm. You said, well, if he calls you back, don't trip about him getting off the phone so abruptly. Just answer the call when he calls back. Right. He called back. I didn't answer, but I called him back. Okay. And no, I, he called back. I did answer. And mm-hmm. then we continued to talk. We talked about overall, we didn't get in a deep diving of like him not being there as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I basically kind of jumped in and I'm paraphrasing and trying to shorten the story, but him and my brother are not doing well right now. They don't talk because, like I told my dad, I think they're a lot alike. Me and my mom may get into it because me and my mom are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I'm not here to judge you on what you did in your past or how you couldn't be here. He told stories about, you know, why he didn't reach out and so on and so forth. That's his business. I won't put that out there. But I I told him, I said, I understand that. But those struggles that you went through between the ages of 22 and 30, you could have gave me that insight Mm -hmm. and that information. And like I told him, all a child ever wants is to know that a parent is trying. And like I told him, I said, even if you failed and you didn't do nothing, I would have just saw that you tried. Because as a kid, you don't you don't fucking know. No right. way. How many days have you fucked up and came home and your kids still treat you like you fucked, oh hit the third, uh, fourth quarter game when it shot like Steph Curry? Ever. I told you, I set my kids down because yeah. I had literally been feeling guilty for the way things went when I was trying to deal with my mom dying. Yeah. Um. And so I set them down because I'm like, okay, now they're older. Let's have this conversation. Yeah. And I explained it to them that I did not feel that I was always the best mom yeah. in the beginning. And both of them were like, then, what then, are you then, talking they, about? Like, they got Christmas gifts. They got birthday <laughs> gifts. They ate every day. And, and they, they got just, the clothes they like, wanted. They both, when I told them the story, they both gave me like the biggest hug ever. And they were like, no, we don't remember any of yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, even so I've just been tripping for nothing. And even, and I used to tell you that. And even when you were younger, when a couple years younger and you didn't have the, the relationship that you wanted with your daughter, like she was more of a daddy's girl. And you mm-hmm. always used to be like, oh, you know, I wanted this with her. I wanted this from her. Because I had it with mine. Yeah. And then you think about, okay, I wanted this, but it's not happening the way I want it to happen right. in the time frame in which I want it to. Mm-hmm. And I literally told you, I said, when she turns a teenager, gets close to that age, yeah. y'all going to be so fucking close because that's when she will need you. Mm-hmm. Not being funny. How many times have you talked to me about your father? You needed him in your adolescent stages when you were impressionable. Mm-hmm. So you would know what a, a man's love feels like, and you yeah. would know what it's supposed to feel like, and you would know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now she needs you to teach you how to be a woman. Yeah. Tony can't teach that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now the roles are switching. Yeah. You also showed your son that emotion is okay. Mm-hmm explaining yourself is okay asking questions is okay and not being so hard of a man that you don't know how to be emotional Mm -hmm. now his father is his turn yeah and his teenage year it just flip-flopped yeah it did i'm telling you man i may not have kids but a nigga got insight yeah you be giving game okay god damn it somebody give it to me (laughs) and the only reason i say that is because i watch people Mm -hmm. and i watch other people's failures and successes finishing up with my dad one thing i want to give him props on he's very intelligent I kind of see where I get some of my shit from. I was going to say, are you surprised? Well, because not being funny, if you don't know your father, you don't know what to think of him. Yeah. And not being funny, as a as a young kid, I was just like, he's an idiot. Because I didn't know him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. I'm like, nigga's an idiot. 
You know, you don't know me. You ain't talking to me. You ain't reaching out to me. He's an idiot. <laughs> but after talking to him and hearing all these things and we had our debates about, you know, religion, mm-hmm. the thing I love about him in this moment is like he didn't shoot down my thought process. And when I was on the phone with cursing and shit like I do on the podcast, I said, I know you are a minister. I said, but this is who the fuck I am. And I raised myself as a man. I said, so I need you to accept the man that I become. You know what I'm saying? And even talking to him, like it was kind of, it was kind of weird saying dad or daddy, but I wasn't going to disrespect him and call him Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, like some people do that when they haven't seen their father. But for me, I'm like, he is my father. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to respect him as such, because like I told him, I said, you and my brother getting into it. I get it. My Jermaine holds shit from the past Mm -hmm. against him, I think. And he wants him to be accountable for it. The thing I told my dad was, I can't imagine being 22, getting out of the army, having two kids, just getting saved or finding Jesus or your your spirituality, your mom not saved. And then you coming home and taking care of all of this shit after the army. I'm 37 and I don't know a goddamn thing. So at 22, I'm not at 37 about to judge 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 year old Tony. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I know I made all these mistakes, when I know I play with a girl's mind, when I know that I've had, you know, abortions with women, when I know I haven't done every fuck thing I'm supposed to do right. Mm -hmm. How am I going to fucking hold you and press your ass? And that is the only way you can move forward. And I told my dad, I said, so glad y'all had that. And I told my dad, I said, what I will do from this day forward, if I have a son or a girlfriend or a significant other, and you want to get to know them, I'm going to give you one or two chances. Mm -hmm. First chance is you. Second chance is grace. You Mm -hmm. fuck up more. And I told him, I said, you fuck up more than twice. You don't get an opportunity to be in my life anymore. But from this day forward, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be the man that I think you can be. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the man that I want to be. And I can't be that man if I don't know my father. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't be mad at a man I don't know. Well, I hope y'all continue to grow from here. So motherfuckers uh, who want to get to know your father, you got to drop the bullshit. Mm -hmm. You got to drop it. If my brother here is the same to him, you got to drop it, my nigga. At least your father made an effort some kind of way. There was a door open and you finally walked in it. And we ain't always apologize for the things we've done wrong. (laughs) I try to tell my brother that, like, we are him. And the reason I know that is because we've made mistakes. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. I told y'all we're doing an extendo version. Uh, we got Frank coming in the studio for the second hour. So, Spider, I don't know what tunes you want to put on, but you can uh, surprise us. Let the band play. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We was down for so long, didn't have no choice but to go up. So, we back, man. I told you we were taking a quick break because we was bringing in the homie Minicon, man. He's what up? So we're going to have a two-part episode today, with this being episode 290. We're going to start the, the new season off on 291. Oh, okay. And we're waiting on our motherfucking pizza to get to the <laughs> studio. So, you know, niggas had to break, had to fucking, you know, like I told you, this nigga never comes in empty-handed. Hey, man, we got we'll the appreciate red it. bitches. So he got the libations coming in here. And before Artesia goes downstairs to get our goddamn pizza... We want her to be able to talk about the topic that she wanted to discuss before she get off. So we're going to start introducing this probably in season 14, just to be clear. And basically this segment will allow us to come back Mm -hmm. and straighten up anything that we fucked up, something that we may have said and we wanted to change it or word it a little different. Cause I don't think people understand. We'll word it a little different because Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand when you're live on something here, even though it's pre-recorded, you still sometimes say things and you go back and listen during editing process. And you're like, yo. And unfortunately this was too big of a clip for you to take out. Yeah. (laughs) Cause normally (laughs) I'm able to catch you and be like, Hey, take that out. But, um, the episode that I did with Casey, there was one part. And I think when we were riding home, yeah, 
listening to it in the car, you heard me say it and you were like, I don't know about that. And I was like, oh, shit, me either. But it was I the think part, I know what you're talking about, too. <laughs> it was the part where I was like, wait, wait, what part do you think? Oh, it yeah. Is? Uh, I can't remember. Nigga. Uh, <laughs> I, I just had off, it, man. too. I just had it. I, I, send your ass to get I remember pizza. when I heard it, I was like, she's going to have to clarify that. <laughs> but anyways, it was the part. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, I'll just be happy with some representatives. That's what I'm saying. I knew you would know because yes. I remember you saying it. <laughs> yeah, that's because what it was. I, yeah, that's not what I was said, saying. I don't think you want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but from the aspect of putting, because I haven't dated in quite some time. Yeah. So being able to put some stuff in practice, You've that's dated, what I was you saying. You haven't been in a relationship. No, I haven't dated. Like, I just started back dating. Okay, you did say that. Yeah. Go ahead. So I haven't dated. Thank you. I haven't dated in quite some time. So being able to put some stuff in practice through conversation and things like that is what I was referring to. Not just saying, oh, I want somebody to show up and show, you know, be a representative. But even being able to get to that point to where I can have certain conversations. Unfortunately, you know, the situations that have presented themselves haven't been conducive. But that was more so what I was referring to. As opposed to, oh yeah, you can be fake with me and get somewhere because yeah. I'm not desperate. Yeah. yeah. So. And I wanted to straighten up that part a couple episodes where I was talking about my homegirl Crystal coming back around and being cool, and she admitted, you know, and she was like, you know, I basically left it out there. I think where it was like she was appreciative mm-hmm. of being able to be back and have the friendship and work on the friendship that we had. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if I said anything about that me being were. appreciative mm-hmm. and how much I appreciated her coming back, apologizing, and wanting to move the friendship forward. Right. right. I'm at this point in life where I tell people all the time, like. You can either keep harping on the other shit or you can let that shit go and just yeah. see what the fuck happens. Well, I'll be damned. But the thing about it is <laughs> some people some can show you who the fuck they still are up front too. No doubt. And it's up to you to say, nah, that ain't me. Yeah. Oh, nah, I don't, I don't right. need that in my life right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think if people just start being honest with themselves, stop lying to themselves, which we just had a podcast episode about that, mm-hmm. then you can move forward. Right. And I, and I want to actually clear up some some things, too, uh, in reference to that podcast, <laughs> because when I look back at that clip, yeah. you, it, it sounded like like when I said, I don't I never heard nobody with no lies. And then you had a conversation oh, yeah, about yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole being manipulative yeah. and stuff like that. Just for the record, I am not a, to me. Manipulation, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. That's some intentional type of shit. And it's long term. Yeah. And I ain't I ain't that guy. Yeah. Right. I play the game cat yeah. and mouse, yeah. but I'm not going to lie to yeah. you for the purposes of manipulating something for some benefit down the road. And I wasn't I clear agree. that up. Yeah. I agree with that and would like to add <laughs> Of course you do, because y'all two, be we were talking about these two <laughs> niggas on manipulation. Now, I think they use manipulation, but I don't think they are manipulators. It's a difference. There is we got to use the words. Okay. You can manipulate and be and, and use manipulation, but you're not a manipulator. Okay. You know so what I'm saying? Could, yeah, you know how to do math problems, right? It's a plan. You ain't no motherfucker math professor this is okay true. then all right mathematician we gotta start that. calling this shit what it got so damn is there he go with that bullshit i know again. so it's the, all right though. so the, so and the, you notice he put that clip out what clip yeah 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 he had a that's whole lot the, to that's say. the one that he put out <laughs> well i put it out that way too because like it i told you see how it's looking on the screen like that how it's supposed to be like that for zoom uh-huh it wasn't like that when she sent it to me it was jumping back and forth yeah. you see how it showed you then casey like that's the way it was doing it wouldn't let me put all four of them. You still could have took a different though. point in the discussion. But it though. was having somebody else's face oh, okay. come up while somebody else was talking. And apparently that was the only time that we was talking. But it, but it looked like it looked like the Nigga, way when you get a certification in editing and you know how to do this <laughs> shit, then feel free to come take this. I'm talking. About, <laughs> talking feel free to come take this off my motherfucking hands. No, but, I do too. It's a lot to do. But the way it was though, it worked out because it seems like what yeah. it did was it flipped to the person that was talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that worked out. It did. That's why. And I that said, was and it was very seamless. Yeah. yeah. It, did, it did. That's and I actually liked it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it kind of felt like one of those uh, progressive commercials. Because when they're showing it, they'll zoom in and it'll be jumping, and then mm-hmm. they'll zoom out and it'll be all four. We just right. didn't get Artesia in there. 
Yeah. Me and Casey and you were in there, but yeah. Jeezy wasn't there. She didn't say nothing until right after I said something, mm-hmm. I think, and that's when it came on. That's where he left that hanging. Because he, he referred <laughs> to Nigga, me in that statement. you didn't have a good statement. explanation? No way. <laughs> when do you ever have a... Her good explanations come 24 hours later when she's had time to think about it. I want to go back to that part about my oh dad. My Let me tell you this. I said my dad was intellectual. Another part uh, was intelligent. Mm-hmm. Another part that I'll give him like... And I need to work on this, and I've tried to since just talking to him. It would be times where I was talking to him, and he would he would be getting ready to finish a point, and, he, and I'd be like, uh-huh. Hello? Hel- Dad, you there? And he was like, yeah, I'm just gathering my thoughts. And I was like, mm-hmm. got you. In a quiet way. Yeah. He would take uh-huh. two to three seconds, three, four seconds, and then he would speak. And when he, he was like, I just wanted to make sure I got my yeah. thoughts together. Now, this is one it's thing I remember about my up. dad. My dad has a, he, he grew up, he, he even said it on the call. He's like, I have, I'm still a hothead. I was like, well, I get that from you because I am too. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I've always heard of my dad. Like when I've heard people tell stories, it's always that he was a hothead. So I'm pretty sure at some point somebody told that nigga, just think about what you're saying before you say it. Yeah. And he's at that point. Even though now. this nigga has taken three, four, five you have a pause two three four five seconds in between it's the not statement that long because really I've, I've done that when we've been on the phone before and he'll just hang up he'd be like all right well i don't hear nothing so i'll right. get at you later you know what's good though if you think about it he's like, demonstrating i'm about to soon as somebody <laughs> get quiet i'm waiting <laughs> i was trying to get frank like don't right. say shit don't say that yeah but they um like they think that they think well they teach that in yeah. like uh uh, Toastmasters classes yeah. mm-hmm. instead of using the word the fillers like the um, um, like the, uh, um yeah. you know what I mean they just teach you to just be silent get your thoughts together yeah. and then speak again being an ignorant filibuster yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's also people that like just straight verbally process shit yes. they do and that's how I think most people are which is where the uhs and ums come in mm-hmm. but like you say taking that one two second pause cause even when we do it on the on the podcast when we be doing stuff and sometimes I know Frank you and, and Artesia does it too I'm more of a boom, 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 boom. But yeah. everybody else like here, they normally speak and give it. And when I do that, the only difference is you don't have to take out space when editing. Right. With you guys, I have to change it to where it's like an ongoing conversation. Right. But I get that part. You know what I'm saying? And I've even told her, I've tried to get to a point of like, don't fucking say something right off the rip. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're saying, you're like, yeah. like, just dial it back. Take a little mm-hmm. time. We can, then, we can get it and edit. Yeah. <laughs> and then go from there. Yeah. I like that. So I wanted to ask, would you date you? I came up with this topic because I hear a lot of, I want to always start with men first. I hear a lot of men do a lot of talking about what they wouldn't do, the kind of women they would date, even in rap songs. I forgot who it was, but one nigga was like, I only fuck tens, tens and up, tens and up. And it's just like, oh, most of them are not. You know what I'm saying? But that's the crazy part about it. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to talk about, would you date you? And for me, if you think about yourself, how they ask that question in interviews, like if somebody was describe you, what do you think they would say about you? What are the words do you think they would use? Right. For me personally, I know I have an attitude. I know I can be whatever. But the words I came up with, I was like, I'm honest. I think I'm hardworking. I'm overly ambitious. I'm giving. I'm helpful. I'm not a follower. I don't make excuses for things that could be done. I know the importance of family and friends. I'm sexually inclined. I'm truly open-minded. And I'm willing to reciprocate 100% if it's given to me. Mm-hmm. I think those are great qualities. That's a great quality. Anybody yeah. who knows me, they know I'm not lying. And mm-hmm. I will never leave if I tell you I'm a beater. Right. I may come late. I may not want to do something all the time. But I'm there for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely think my bad outweigh my good. So if somebody mm. was like, if I my my good yeah, outweighs my bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm about but to say, okay. you about to clear that you up. Just to, yes. Yeah, we're going to bet on next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But I think, you know what I'm saying? When we look at ourselves, we have to say, out of all the things that you know about yourself, would you date you? Mm. I think I would tell a woman to date me. If I was a woman, I would say, yeah, I would date if me. If you knew a guy like you, you'd be if like, If I knew yeah, a guy like me, I, I, for sure. You right. know what I'm saying? Of course, with the little tweaks and things mm-hmm. to each person that you're dating. But the question is, would you date you? Right. Well, well, first of all, uh, before I answer that question, I have to ask you because what you list off, what you ripped off was all the good stuff. Yeah. So, but, but that's not. That's, that's not, not. But I just. But the like key I said, is all that other shit. But I told my other shit. My other shit is just like I said. I am like I told you. I could be a hothead, mm-hmm. and I can be aggressive. Outside of that, honestly, you can take some of my goods and say they're bad, depending on the person it right. is. Being sexually inclined, I may outdo somebody. They may right. not be in the same league. Or fucking talking about, uh, I don't make excuses. Some people may want you to clarify. It's things that you, depending on who you're dating, some of these things that I have right here could still be bad. Right. No, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It depends on who you're dating. It depends on the situation. Exactly. Some of these things could be gifts and curses. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But my attitude yeah. is my worst thing, regardless of anything else that mm-hmm. I do. Like my attitude, anybody who knows me, you fuck with me, it's a problem. Right. Or right, if I'm right. not in the right headspace, it's a fucking problem. Yeah. But I've gotten 10 times better with that. But honestly, for me at this age, in my 20s, nigga, it would have been a whole bunch yeah, of other forget shit. Forget about it. But at almost 40 years old, like, I have a handful of things, if that, that I feel like I personally really want to work on and get better. Everything else is set in stone. Right, right. And I see, I feel like, personally, that I'm a, I'm a good young 45. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 45 years old. I'm mature. I've had some experiences, and I've grown and developed. And I'm, I'm very transparent, so I, I have no problem talking about some of the things that may be a fault of mine. Um, I think that, for me, like, I, I come off as as a detached, unemotional kind of person, unless I'm with people that, you know, my loved ones. But, uh, but so, but, but I, I can, I can be very cold. You know, it, it's a perception. The perception is, you know, I can be cold. I can be unemotional. I can be um, detached. Um, and that's probably more of a defense mechanism, uh, defense mechanism, mechanism yeah. more than anything else. I love when we fuck um, up words because it shows we human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's probably the only problem that I have is because I might not necessarily show emotion when it's needed. But I can admit that, you know yeah. what I mean? And I can I can get where I need to go. Like, I call it the ice man, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm in a situation where I'm iced up, you know, if we have a conversation, you might can melt that ice and then you yeah. get to to what my real issues are. But I am at a point right now where I can openly discuss, you know, vulnerably what some of my issues are. Whereas before, I'd be like, yeah. yo, fuck that. I ain't saying shit. Like, you're just going to deal with this coldness yeah. until I'm ready to show you something else. And I think a lot of men and women need to look at themselves right before we get to our teaser. But I think a lot of men and women need to look at themselves because... This is something I thought to myself. I was like, a lot of people don't realize that they're just fuckable. They're not dateable. Mm-hmm. They're not wife material. Right. I met a, I dated a girl one time who, after three months of dating, she's like, I'm wife material. Mm-hmm. Great woman. Yeah. But when I got with her and I started being around her all the time, for me, I was like, we ain't having much sex. Mm-hmm. Your cooking is great, but, but you're so independent. You do what you want to do when you want to do it. I can't be and you can't be so independent mm-hmm. to where you do what you want to do when you want to do, regardless of the person that you're supposedly with. Right. I'm, I've been that way, too. But I think a lot of times, like I say, calling people and, and giving the labels that we we have. You have a lot of beautiful women who are smart. Mm-hmm. 30 plus, 35 plus, 40, but still single. Mm-hmm. Are you fuckable or are you dateable? Are you somebody I can build with? Or is it just for right now? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or just the opposite. Because if you think you're such a great person, but you're always by yourself. There's a reason for that. There's a fucking reason for it. Yeah. Are you going to be honest with you, though? Yeah. Can you? Would you date yourself? Would you date I yourself? Think, I think women um, have probably more of a, a false perception of themselves they than do. guys do. They so, do. So I'd be curious to hear from Artesia <laughs> about this one. So. I bet she which case was in this motherfucker I, right now. <laughs> like, tag team. I do. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> <sighs> Lord. Okay. So oh. I 
I have always thought that I would date myself, but I will be honest and say, um, within the past couple of years with me doing the work that I needed to do. Yeah. Now I will definitely date myself. Right. As you should. Um, but in the past I would have probably just said, Yeah, I date yeah. myself, but not realizing the shit that I needed to work on I agree. and rectify to be in a healthy relationship. Health, yeah. That's it. Cause I I mean, I've always had options. Yeah. But whether or not they lasted was a different story. Or and, whether you even and part, them. Exactly. Yeah. And part of the reason why they didn't last was some shit that I needed to figure out. Right. So now, having done that, yeah, I would date myself. Because as a whole, I'm a good woman. And yeah. I think that's where we got to look at, too. Because, like, I think we all started with, uh, the old me, I wouldn't fuck with them. Hell no. <laughs> Cause a lot of people well, like bit, we even know people time. where people be like, yeah, I would do it. And you're like, nigga, you're trash, <laughs> bitch, you're trash. What the fuck you mean you would? We really don't be one. And a lot of times, this is the thing that caught me one time. I think I was like, my early thirties, and I remember watching something. I was like, this nigga is running game. And then I watched it, and later on in the day, I was like, damn, I've done that, before. right? But mm-hmm. we didn't see it as that, nah, because we knew the intent behind it. Mm-hmm. But regardless of what your intent is. If you're doing something wrong to another person and they don't know about it, that shit's wrong. Exactly. Because you're hiding from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's but, the difference, though. Like, the, to me, like, where I'm at right now, the 25-year-old Frank versus the 45-year-old Frank, like, back in the day, I played a game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and not in it to the point where I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. But, but right now, I'm very... Um, I'm very focused on being mature, a mature individual, which will attract a mature relationship. That's very true. You know? And what you want. I think... So I told Ortiz I came up with topics for the episodes before they actually happen today. Normally we, you know, we do it in the middle. So for this part of it or the second segment, I wanted to say it was something like do something you've never done before. Do something, do something different. different. Yeah. And, and I, I came up with these in the shower. Well, one of the two of the things I'm doing today, I normally don't wear white on white. I have white socks on white shoes. Mm-hmm. And then I have on these floral shorts that I've had. Finally. I mean, I had these bitches for how long? For years. <laughs> yeah. Years. Yeah. And I always told her, I was like, I, I'm picky with shoes. And I was like, I don't know what to put with it. So I was like, it got to be simple. I just um, thought you were shading my ass because you, you used to always be like, oh, yeah. You don't pick out anything, and those were the shorts that I pick out and got for picked out and got for you, never and you never wore them. And so I was like, "Oh, he must didn't like those shit." Right. So I wore them today because I was just like, "It's hot outside. I need as much leg out as <laughs> I can it. get out." You know, he want his legs out, spider. <laughs> I said, "I got it." And then not being funny, also when she bought these a few years ago, like I was that guy that wasn't into wearing like, uh, like uh, skinny jeans or whatever the case may be. But then you get older and you start seeing pictures of yourself, and you like. Okay, I'm, I need to change. <laughs> right. I need to switch up. I need to switch bit. up a little bit. Yeah. So that that that's what it was for me. Would you date yourself? Also brought me to the thing of men raising our daughters to be somebody we would not date. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We want our sons to be freaking at all the pussy. We want right. our daughters to be chilled and, and and do nothing. And it's like that's why you see so many black women in relationships, or me and you. I'm sure we've had the conversation. We've had the conversation with other black men to where it's like. A lot of black women ain't sexual mm-hmm. or they yeah. not as sexually inclined or advanced or willing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you bypass that. And then when you get to a woman that is, kind of like, this is what I want. Right. Who's raising them? If mm-hmm. you're in their life as a father, exactly. you're raising them to be something that they, you got to be honest with women. You don't have to tell your daughter to be a, a hoe or do shit. But the best thing I ever heard a, a classy woman say to me, you got to be a hoe for somebody at some point to keep them. Mm-hmm. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's true. If you're in a marriage or a relationship and you ain't fucking or not consistently, you ain't trying nothing different, you ain't doing nothing different, like, he gonna move on to somebody who's gonna be a whore for him. Right. And that's and, and that's the thing, too. Like, when you talk about a sexual, like, it's interesting because I do have a daughter. She just turned 10 years old. 
And and I think about that. Like, of course, I'm not going to have that kind of conversation with her. Right. Right. Like, now, this anyway. is what you need to do. This is what yeah. you need to do. But it's like what I think about is what can I have a conversation about that will open up, you know, the the mind to those things. What does it when look she like? Gets there. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I think it's more about being it's it, this is the key to me. It's about being open minded. It's about. Um, not necessarily falling for the story that that is told to you about how you need to live your life, the constructs. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of us, we are programmed. Yeah. You know what I mean? We programmed by TV. We yeah. programmed by music. We programmed by a lot of this shit. So now I don't want her to be programmed by the fucking Cardi B and and fucking Megan Thee Stallion song. I don't to, want you to, to be out to, there like that. Now you don't. Now, so we just talked about you know what I mean. A bit, but I'm gonna say this though. What's, if men profit off of those things, yes, which they wrong, do. Which what's wrong with a woman profiting off her own shit? Well, uh, are we gonna have this conversation? No, because men are teased that someone had it. Because this is the thing: it's a lot of men speaking out about the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Did you like Luke back in the day? You look like um, a nigga Uncle, who like Uncle, Uncle Luke. Luke, right? Who didn't like Uncle Luke? Exactly. Right. What no, is he? But what is he doing that's different than what they doing right now? He actually went way further. Yeah, he went way further. They you know what I'm saying? Head on the stage and all kinds. You know of what shit. I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, my mindset is like, what is that? Why is that a problem? And then let's think about this too. Do you want a girl who you, will allow you to hit that dangling thing in the back of her throat? Right. Yeah. Of exactly. Course. Yeah. And yeah. this is just a show. Right. Well, but see, but this is the thing, man. And and I and I agree with you because it's funny. I was at my gym yeah. and they were playing like a lot of 90s shit yeah. and like one of the songs with Nate Dogg and Snoop came on and like bitch shut up and get my cash and shit like that and I was singing that shit <laughs> and then the, then the chick was like <laughs> chick was like put on that wop and you know that I was like man I don't want to hear that shit it was like oh you don't want to hear that but you over here singing Nate Dogg and Snoop Dogg and all yeah. that I was like you got a fucking point you got a fucking you point you got a bro. fucking point we, I think sometimes <laughs> this is the thing I heard somebody say too men always say they want a woman who's super hella freaky she went to get the yeah. pizza so uh, that's another thing. People, if y'all thinking we over talking Artesia, she, we, we're not. <laughs> she stepped out for a second. Yeah, she stepped she out for a second. And now she's back in the building. Can Bring I, that food over here, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do what a woman should do. Nah, that's, a, that's some of the most ignorant shit, bro. For real. It is the most. We was talking about WAP. He was giving his perspective. He actually somewhat agrees. Yeah, he actually somewhat agrees. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that you you're go back ahead and in the that building. Up. Are we I'm taking a break to eat this pizza? Are we are, it's only two fourteen. Uh, I think we're gonna take another break, Spider. We're gonna. Hey, this is the reality is where filter becomes extinct with the homie Frank Minicon, <laughs> with the homie uh, Artesia, and the homie Spider. We're gonna play these tunes for y'all. We're gonna eat some motherfucking pizza, drink some beer, and we'll be right Ooh, goddamn back. That's a good track right there. Let me tell you about this girl. Maybe I should. I we be making love constantly That's why my eyes are a shade Blood burning The way that we kiss Is unlike any other way That I be kissing When I'm kissing What I'm missing What did we talk about just last? Would you date you? Would you date you? I wanted to talk about next Stop downplaying your mate While hyping up your celebrity crushes mm. You know how crazy that is, bro? I used to literally When me and Artesia yeah, were together I would all like it's, well. These are the people that Artesia like I know she likes Idris Elba mm-hmm. Who don't? Um, She liked Denzel Give me some more. His son. Oh yeah, his, his son. His son. Uh, and then I that used to love Lance T. Gross, Ti. Yeah. Ti. So when I was short though, yeah. So so personalizing when I would see her, like they, she would just go crazy. Then I'm like, okay, not go crazy. But listen, let, let me. Let, <laughs> yeah, in, in my opinion, <laughs> okay. Anthony has the mic. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> wait, my wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Man, you what you not, not gonna do? Oh, Artesia. <laughs> yeah. What he you. is gonna do is do what the fuck he just said. She checked me like, Kay- quick. Yeah, Casey need to come on. When is when are we gonna be allowed to have four? <laughs> I just when the fuck too. the man says so. 
<laughs> God damn it. If it was my choice, it would have been six months ago. Of course. Y'all getting away with too much. Yeah, they I still understand. fucking with I'm, I'm just taking advantage. <laughs> right. So what the fuck was I saying? Mm-hmm. Talking about downplaying. I ain't helping you out. Yeah. Oh, just you? By, I, now, now I definitely know it. <laughs> you know? But I, I would like, not even just her, just seeing women, but her specifically, I would see her and like she would be excited when certain things going, whatever. And we both went to a house party one time when we saw a bitch literally lose her absolute top of oh, her God. cap. Now, that's what Chris I Brown. think of when you say go crazy. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. But also it's one of those things where it's like if you see him, it's like, hmm, or oh, or you know. Mm-hmm. And then in my mind, I would be like, I'm a good looking guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I take care of myself. And the reason I would know it is because when I was in other rooms or with other women, they said, ooh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, you was getting them oh, losing oh, eyes. Yeah, yeah, but like, you're not getting you it from your it? girl. Right. So, and yeah. I think it's a lot of women and a lot of men who love all these celebrities and all these Instagram models, but it's like, are you loving the bitch or the nigga that's right next right, to right you? Right next to you. I'm not a political nigga, so I, bitch and nigga. And, and what are you saying when you give all that extra googly eye shit to the motherfucker that ain't with you? Yeah. And, when you, and when you're with the motherfucker who's with you? Yeah. What kind? What do you communicate? You gotta yeah. be careful. Are you with talking shit. about my haircut? Like whatever. I'm telling you, bro. And when you date a woman to do that kind of shit, and it's consistent. You feel like a movie star. Mm-hmm. You feel like a goddamn king. Yes, you feel like all those things, and you want to do more. Yes. And you want to make them feel that way. I don't understand seeing those people like me. You, I'm not. A, I'm not a nigga that's gonna get up in arms about a woman. Mm. I will like no things that you. It don't matter who the fuck right. it is. I may like certain things, or I may see certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like with the WAP thing, I admire Cardi B for being who she is and owning that shit and making something of it. Mm. And I like the freak level that she talks about being on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hype up your women. If your girl come out and she's wearing, if she butt naked, you should be on her. Mm. Touching her, complimenting her, saying something. If she wears something. I need you not to be butt naked in public though. No, not in public. You know what I'm saying? But at the house, you should be doing that. <laughs> yes, indeed. And hey, in public, smack, you should be doing it. Grab him on the ass. Grab him on, grab the, him on the leg. Why they in the kitchen? Let your hand find you know his knee I mean? or his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Rub you know what I'm saying? Him. Rub and the same him. thing for a man. Let those sweet nothings whisper, find her ear. We talked about the fucking ego shit. Yeah. Like, you got to play that you shit. You got to stroke that shit you up. And if you're not fucking that. stroking it up, why is a nigga worried about you? Exactly. Why is a nigga going to stay there and not cheat when another woman giving it? I don't give a fuck if this is infidelity. Do your goddamn job. And females will tell you quick. Like they know that if they don't take care of some, if they don't take care of some shit, they'll say the same thing. There'd be some one eyed fucking ball bitch that yeah. has no problem taking care of the shit <laughs> that you, I'm just saying. And she sure. getting it done. And she getting it done. Exactly. Why he running with the one eyed ball bitch? Oh, because you decide you don't want to do these Yo, things. you too good to do you, this. You, you don't too cute to do this. Ego. You too pretty to exactly. do this. You Or or the thing that's happening right now, nobody don't have to do nothing they don't want to do. Right. Well, what about the shit you supposed to do to make something work? When you talking about being with somebody, when you talking about it, even in a friendship, why the fuck Any would a nigga be your friend if you ain't doing your part? Well, th- think about it like this, because I think prime example fans- one before I you hit me up the other day, funny story, asking me to edit those photos. <laughs> uh-huh. I said they already edited Frank. <laughs> you said, but I want you to throw a little sauce on that shit like you do. Yeah, you know what? In my mind, I'm gonna tell you, I'm no lie. The first thing I said, man, that's money. <laughs> but then I thought, and I was like, this nigga done did so much. You see what I'm saying though? But, because but you've at, done for me and you right. do for me at all times. When you sent that, I gave you a hard time. But I got that shit. I said, I'll get it done by the weekend. When did I get it done? Mm-hmm. The next day. The next day. Because I knew how much you wanted those to be done if you asked me. I used to tell her all the time we was in a relationship. If I say, hey, can you go upstairs and get my shirt? If you go get that bitch 15 minutes later when you want to, <laughs> how the fuck is that benefiting me, bitch? <laughs> it's not. 
It's not benefit me. You do it when I ask you to do it. That's the benefit of you being there. If you ask me to go get some gas in your car and and it's 12 and I decide to do it after the game, (laughs) I benefited myself. She should be mad at me for getting that bitch four hours later. You see what I'm saying? If I ask you, I'm asking for the moment. You didn't ask me for the shit for the weekend. Mm -hmm. You asked because you looked and said, I like how he did his. I want mine like that. I want to see my shit like that. But understand, understand, just so we are on the same page. If you just said, yo, bro, it's just $20, dude, that shit. Oh, bullshit cash app, bro. I got you. You would have. No problem. And that's another no reason problem. why I did it. Because your history speaks, your track record yeah. speaks for itself. I'm pay for it. I, I recognize your skills and I'm asking, so boom, you know. But I like think that. people, like, even especially men, too. And I, I want to talk to men, and I think more even more so men, because it's easy to look on Instagram and see bad bitches. Right. And, and like and like mm-hmm. and follow and like and follow and comment. Right. You have a bad bitch sitting right in front of you. You better show us some A love. bad bitch can have so many different labels. Mm-hmm. There's a bad bitch who it's all about Prada Gucci and drip and bags and hair, and mm-hmm. but somebody else is paying for it. Right. It's a bad bitch who does all those things and does it for herself, mm-hmm. and then she gets accolades, and it's one who does it, but because maybe she don't look the part, she doesn't get the acknowledgement, and she should, or because she's big or fat, and she does it, but she should. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you got a woman that's beautiful, and you maybe have just gotten tired of her as and her you, but if you plan on staying, you need to find out how to revitalize that situation and do those things, bro. Yo, relationships, man, it's, 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 I mean, that's all I've been talking about lately with my family, with my friends. It's so much. I mean, I'm not saying it's so much work, so just kind of hear me out. There is a lot of work attached to having a healthy relationship. But there are also certain relationships where when things, when people are on the same page, when people are aligned and understand what they bring to the table, what they expect the other person to bring to the table and everybody's working, everything is very seamless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and as long as we're intentional and we have clear definitions and expectations of what we want in a relationship. Yeah. And, and as long as we're aligned, it, it doesn't seem like work. It doesn't seem like work. You know work, what I mean? Bro. It doesn't seem like work. And it but would, you got to put that effort in. Bro. And it shouldn't feel like work. Right. That pizza and beer. <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm trying to teach myself discipline. Two slices of pizza, slices. a fourth of a can of beer. I'm done. <laughs> the old me would have ate two more pieces and drank a whole beer and walking around with my belly uncomfortable. Uncomfortable and mad. And mad. I should have cut myself. That's another thing I wanted to do with the like doing something you've never done. Like when people be like, oh, I want to work here or I want to do this or I want to live there or I want to have this certain body type. We could literally do whatever the fuck we want to do. Anything. I don't think people understand. When I hear people make an excuse as to why they can't do something, whether it be at a job, creating a business or in a relationship, it's like, how come you can't? Why not? Your mental, if go to therapy. Then after you go to therapy, you still got to do the work. Before you even go to therapy, you got to do the work. So like for me, I used to be one of those niggas that I was like, I can't love. I can't do these things because my father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I've told a story about a woman calling me on my shit. And since then, it hasn't been perfect, but it's been a gradual progression of growth because I ain't sitting back waiting on nobody to tell me none. This is us. It's a great show that teaches you how to build a family. And if you don't know how to build one, how you should act when you have one. Everybody knows about the main family. It's a white dad. It's a white mom. They got two white kids. They lost their, it was supposed to be triplets. They lost one of the babies at birth. So they adopted a black kid. I've been on the podcast along with Artesia saying, I've been a a person that's like, white people shouldn't adopt black kids. Mm -hmm. Unless. Unless. You're going to raise them the right way. And in and, and that show, This Is Us, Randall, the black kid, started searching for outlets of black men in his mm-hmm. life and connecting with black like teachers and shit. And the white father didn't really care for it because he was his provider. Right. But the white wife 
told him, Jack, you got to understand, you will never understand this black. He, even though you were his father and you were raising him, he needs somebody that looks like him who knows who he is to where he can help grow and become the man he needs to be. Right. And Jack, the white father, stepped aside. Mm-hmm. I say that to everybody. If you're going to raise a different uh, race of child, just long, make sure they have a connection to who, where they come from. Exactly. Same thing with black people. Like Arteza raised her kids and she's like, I want my son to be tough. I want my daughter to be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. So she gives them private schools. She gives them a safe haven and a home. But through her husband being a coach and shit, her ex-husband being a coach and shit, he get, they get the hood side. Right. They get the hood <laughs> with the kids or she take them to see they, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, he cousins. ain't a hood nigga, but what I'm <laughs> saying is they give them those oh, trips to the hood and suburbia and right. she makes sure they get the five-star restaurants the nice cars all the nice houses, and all the shit that the we didn't and shit right to mm-hmm. where they're well-rounded yes and i tell people all the time if you don't know or you didn't see these things it doesn't mean that you can't still teach these things or learn these things for my, yourself mm-hmm. i may never have a family but kevin in the show who and this is us they show a part where he got a woman pregnant he had a son but he never got married mm-hmm I want a kid, but I, a lot of times you hear me talk. I'm like, I don't know if a woman is in my long-term future because right. most of them just can't get it right and we ain't on the same level and I don't like arguing. And I refuse to believe that you have to argue in a relationship. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, uh, you have to have some spirited discussions. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. Because in an argument, what is an argument, right? Intense fellowship. Yeah, Jason intense, I like Ferguson, it. shout out to the I Chicago like homie. I like all the all the different terminology of whatever we call this thing. Uh, but but yeah, when you're in a relationship or if you're in a situation, any type of relationship, friendship, romantic relationship, work relationship, there's going to be tense moments where there's some emotional connection to what we're talking about. So we shouldn't shy away from that. And yeah. we might disagree. Yeah. It's OK. Yeah. You know, it it's is. OK. You ain't going to have nothing to say since you're back. You're full of pizza and wine and now you don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm just listening. Well, you might as well take a seat on the couch then. So I, I, I for me, I feel like that's something we should rectify. I, I think message to podcast of color going into that topic is a lot of us are building our brands on having an opinion about love mm-hmm. relationships, relationships, but we're not practicing the shit we preach and we don't lead. And, and, and it's like, I try to tell people don't pe- lead people astray for like more downloads, more likes. And, you know, speaking in the mic, when you speak in the mic to whoever you need to make sure when they're listening, like they're getting real content because right. you're responsible for that shit. Exactly. Like, it's just like a rapper. If a rapper is rapping, mm. it ain't on the rapper. I mean, it is mm-hmm. to be more self-conscious. Look at how the niggas, the music done changed in the last six months. It really has. But it's a, it's on, if it's not on the rapper, then it's on the parent to dissect that and teach them the right shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think a lot of mes- uh, message to podcasts of color, if you're going to do it, do it because it's something you want to do mm-hmm. and do it, do it because it's something that you're willing to be vulnerable with. Yeah. Not copycat. At some point, yeah. Not just to be seen and just for be the doing. money or yeah. what you think is going to come with podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of it's people, a lot of they sell sex. Mm-hmm. They only sell sex and, and like crazy hip hop or NFL, football, sports shit. And it's like, that's something that everybody else is doing. What are you literally contributing yeah. to this whole platform? And when, and when you come to the mic, you know, I think that another thing that's important is. Like you have to be your authentic self. There's no, you're a one of one, right? Unless you got a twin. But even in, even in twin situations, they're individuals. Niggas is different. different, right? So you have to come to the mic and you you have to know. Okay, well, this is a franchise opinion based on his experiences, based on how he thinks, and this, that, and the other. And it doesn't mean that my shit might not change between today and tomorrow. Yeah. Like I'm not like so worried about presenting myself in a way that I can be accepted by like the masses of people. I'm just focused on being my authentic self and living in my truth and speaking that shit. And what does that look like? Right individual for each person it's gonna be individual for each person right. i i don't know bro i just think like i like i keep saying i'm in a season for me where it's like growth and with me being honest with myself is forcing me to be honest with other people right and not only that 
just just because I'm in the season of my truth since since the beginning of the year 2020. And what I've learned is that when 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 you speak your truth, when you're living in your truth, you know, the byproduct of that is other people that connected to you yeah. feel empowered to live their truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. based on the conversations that I'm having, like I might've been nervous to speak about certain things, but then when I speak about it, then other people say, you know what? Matter of fact, yeah. you know what I mean? You yeah. empower people. You need that. I, I think real conversation with yourself and other people is something you need. Shout out to the homie Goonie man on um, Instagram, man. Like he hit me up this morning and he was like, bro, y'all always saying some real shit. You know, he's like, y'all be saying funny shit and y'all be doing this and that. And I was like, we just all here out here trying to tell our truth and be as honest as possible. It, if it comes across as funny, it's cool. It's like, shout out to Spider. Like Spider said one day when I was talking about a guy saying how funny I was on the podcast. And Spider was like, but you, he, and the dude was like, you ever thought about being a comedian? And, and Spider jumped to it first. He said, you would be a terrible comedian because I'm not a comedian. <laughs> right. These are real stories being told. I don't know how to write up shit and make a punchline. I'm, we just got through doing that photo shoot. That, that shoot with real mm-hmm. cameras and all Dope this shit. shit and and what we realized then is 30, 40 takes to get one shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, especially that oh pan out. Yeah, that pan out. And then you got people <laughs> that'll be like, oh, these movie stars are this and that. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's work, bro. That's work. And even if some of them niggas are not good actors, you don't have 100 people on set looking at you to get something right mm-hmm. and making you forget your lines, a hot light in your face. Like, all kinds like of this shit. shit takes work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But you know, you got to think about this too, though, in regards to like comedians. Um, you know, like, because if you think about the best comedians, the, the Richard Pryce, the, the Eddie Murphy's, even like the Dave Chappelle's kind of like the DL Hughley's, yeah. like they talk real shit. Real they, shit ju- they just say it kind of in a funny way. Or, and they put themselves out there. Yeah. They put themselves out there. But, but the, the majority, like even like the Chris Rock's here lately, the Dave Chappelle's yeah. like the shit that they talking about, they ain't telling jokes. They tell them real shit, but it just happened to be that, you know, sometimes they, they say got it their own twist in, in a funny shit, way. Yeah, Chappelle you know? put that uh put it a good way when he released eight forty six. He's mm-hmm. like, It's uh it's like my commentary with punchlines. That's it. And even when he mm-hmm. did that eight forty that And that, you do that well. Yeah, and even when he did that thank you. Mm-hmm. Even when he did that clip, it was just like when he when he stopped that show, he it, he didn't really come to a he came to an abrupt end. Right. It was kind of like, well, that's all I got, niggas. Yeah, I'm, I'm out done. of this bitch. I'm out. I'm out. You know, and sometimes that's that's just what it is. Like even half the time we come into the studio, I tell Ortiz, I'm like, let's try to have ten topics to where if we don't do something, we won't fall short. When we have ten, we never really even reach them mm-hmm. because you expound so much on each on one. these things. And mm-hmm. like I told Ortiz, as the podcast begins to grow, I really want to have one or two or three topics and expound, like mm-hmm. really get in depth. Because if you given high overviews, who's going to learn from a high overview? Exactly. I mean, you got to get into it. You got to get into the meat of the shit, bro. And, and then the other thing is you got to understand, like, you sound like you just starting out. So you already built a listenership. And so people, whether you know it or not, people are coming to the podcast to get something. They're trying to get food. They're trying to get fed. Yeah. And they used to doing that. Fed. Well, how long you been doing that? Five, six years? Yeah, I mean, like six years. Y'all been in it. So you got some people that's like, yo, where the stuff at? Where yeah. the food at? Yeah, and yeah. some people do, Some people will do that. And me and her even talk. We'd be like, yo, this is it's kind of crazy. Because I'm just thinking, like, we're on a break. And then you'll hit me up and be like, yo, we got to go back in because yeah. I'm getting hit <laughs> up by people. And I'm like, well, really? But the, this really? is the thing, too, that's difficult, too. And we talk about this all the time, how now the landscape for podcasting is like it's starting to flatten out mm-hmm. it used to be a curve now it's starting to flatten out and it's becoming oversaturated and it's go- it's one of those things that where a revolution of some sort or evolution of some sort is gonna have to happen mm-hmm. to dwindle out the fuck shit well, right. covid definitely knocked out some it, a lot of people that weren't serious baby and you know what when it did i was like yes yeah. Yeah. yes yes and not only that though but you get this is like the other thing that's kind of been in my mind this year we've all been forced to pivot Either you're going to pivot or you're not. 
And if you don't, then you're going to be stuck. Yeah. And so, so it's like, okay, so now you move from the reality is uh, podcast to the reality is platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Roberts Media Group platform. And that's what we've been trying to build. And, and, and Artiza really focused on me because she was like, you do a lot for the reality is. She's like, but you got to try to turn some of that over to like broadening like Roberts Media Group. Mm-hmm. And I even, and, and maybe we'll do it. Like now the spider gave us some game on some things that we can do to project ourselves. We are going to like the YouTube presence will be bigger towards the end of this year going into next year. I promise you guys that because a lot of people have been asking about it. I think we also need to start getting in front of cameras more mm-hmm. and having more, some of these real conversations yes. where people can see us. You know, a lot of people want that. Um, I think when we do that, it's, it's beneficial because sometimes people want to know who's saying this. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they can't understand what you're saying by you explaining it, they can understand by your expression. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when we hear sometimes being like, bitch, this, bitch, that. Like I always tell one thing I love about Artiza is you can throw these words around and they don't stick to her because she knows who she is. Right. Like when we were together and even with us just being friends, like she'll say nigga this and then I say bitch this and whatever. And we be laughing. Mm-hmm. But we also had a conversation prior to that saying, hey, I don't mean any of this as disrespect. Right. right. Sometimes well, it just helps get the point across. And it's, not, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just funny. It's just the way you say things. Yeah. And it's just the way. The, the conflict that I have is just with the word nigga because it, we just say it so well and it flows so easily. It and does. everybody who says <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's kind of like, how can you not? Oh, yeah. And sometimes like it's kind of like, it's like uh, that part where Kevin Hart on his uh, thing when he was talking and he was like, he said, I looked at the guy and he was like, nigga, help me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wouldn't have went anywhere else. He would have been like, my God, right, right, right. help. Like, it wouldn't yeah. have been the Brother, same. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? So different. some words are just. Mm-hmm. I've tried to dial it back, but it does. Yeah. It, it just flows. It's just certain yeah. certain yeah. situations, a certain conversation, it, it's appropriate. Yeah. This yeah. is the thing I hate. You know, when you do use a lot of cuss words, it's that age old saying where people will say something to you or the phrase, they'll be like, well, a person. When you yeah. curse a lot, it just shows your ignorance or bullshit. lack of. That's bullshit. Yeah. So bullshit. Let me, let me, yeah. So let me say. Bullshit. Hold on. That's fucking bullshit. Why do we have to listen to age old things and sayings that somebody else has put in place? And niggas are good at that. Black niggas. They're good at being like, oh, he's doing this and that. He yeah. must not be this. Mm-hmm. You keep on toe tapping and foot uh, and fetching yeah. if you want to. They heard when it comes it time for me to fine tune that tone. Exactly. And, alleviate, uh, and eliminate. Those, you know, words and those I, vulgarities, I since we want to use bigger okay, words, right. okay. you know what I'm saying? Then <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. I won't use such profane language. Yeah. My vernacular will definitely. <laughs> yeah. Make when I walk into these beautiful edifices and I want to. Like, you know? Do you want me to say these big words? Stephen a is a I don't need these shits. You want me to ingratiate myself? So I don't need these motherfucking you words. Bloviating about <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Webster trying to tell a nigga how to speak. I just think if you spend all week at work and this is the reality. Enunciating all your words <laughs> all your correctly. Words. And you could do that. You, you know should what I'm be saying? able to let loose. Yeah. Uh, like, well, you know what I like, like Every once in a while at work. Like, every once in a nigga while. Nigga said bloviate. I like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, every once in a while at work, like, mama gonna say some shit. I'm like, fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Just to let them know. Mm-hmm. I am they know I exactly am. how I'm using it. But you know what? Somebody, you don't, if you don't do that that often, then it's effective when you do. Exactly. Right. Right. Pay attention, motherfucker. That is very true. Yep. I just think people need to learn to be themselves. Just like be yourself, when we first started it. this podcast, so many people told us not to go this route. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on the fence myself. Yeah. You told I was me like, you're to doing this route. too much. Like, and I, used to I, <laughs> I wanted you to do it because I recognized that this was your passion yeah. and you were good at it. But certain things, I was like, yo, you putting yourself yeah, in a box. You're not going to be able to get no jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where this is going. 
So right. here we are. Yeah. Here we are. For how many years? Yeah. Later? I'm glad you time. proved me wrong. But the thing about it is, yes, I've gotten jobs, but yeah, it has put me in a box, but it's like I made the box comfortable for myself. Mm-hmm. It's been very difficult. I won't say that, that it hasn't been. You know, a lot of people, they want to do things, but I think if I was just doing it to like show off or if I was just doing it to be something like if I was trying to be that person that's like all about followers, I would work out to take my shirt off to show off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would do these things yeah, too. things you could do. Yeah. That's things that I could yeah. do. I could wear a great jogging pants and have a nigga's dick print showing <laughs> right. to yeah. make bitches click. Artesia could, you know, she could exaggerate her voice. There's a lot of shit. It's right. a lot of shit that everybody yeah. could do. You could do the same thing. Casey could do yeah, the same sure thing. Can. Everybody else, everybody say all this shit and it's like, we could be using what we look like mm-hmm. or what's in between our legs and all of this shit. Right. But we want to come from a funny intellectual perspective showing that black people can be everything and more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to do do it the way that you fucking tell us to do it. Exactly. We grown, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like this is a very mature podcast and we're also showing them that you don't have to. I mean, now listen, everybody's going to kind of go their own way. Yes. But in the end, like, you know, like you said, professionalism looks different on us. You know, we could be that, but we're choosing to be this and we're having success doing it this way. Now, I wanted to give a shout out. Do you want to read this? Because we were supposed to give a shout out to one of our podcasts. I want to make sure I get all this shit in. Shout out to After the Encore podcast with Joe Shaw up under Roberts Media Group. He okay. gave us something to read. I didn't get a chance to update what I wanted to read. So, Artesia, I wanted you to read this because he did get nominated. Like, he's been nominated for a podcast award. He's been interviewing motherfuckers like NSYNC mm-hmm. and all of this. Like, he's been doing good shit. Working. So, you ain't got to get your fucking TV voice on. No, he, also, uh, he also tried out for the voice of Big Tex. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Joe is a big deal, man. Like, I want to give my niggas props, deal. you know. And a lot of people be like, this is the thing. I like to put things in context. Joe is a white guy, Southern. He ain't nothing like us, but he's always fucking comfortable right. around it's us family. and being himself. So I want to give him the fucking floor mm-hmm. for about 30 seconds. Are we doing this live? What you mean are we oh, doing okay. this live? No, I'm just saying. Because normally when you give me stuff to read, I read it. You just yeah. all you're doing okay. is reading the text. Yeah. He sent a text of what he wanted us to say. This all is the right. reality is bonus episode. It's about getting it out there and making sure y'all go vote for my guy. Exactly. When black women show up, shit happens. Shit happens. Now read the my goddamn shit anime. Yeah. Read the goddamn shit anime. All right. Roberts Media Group is proud to announce that after the encore has been nominated for the 2020 Coverville Pot Safe Music Podcast of the Year Award. After the Encore is a long-form career retrospective music podcast that takes you behind the music of some of your favorite artists, such as the Reverend Sean Amos, Tony Luca, and Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. The winners of the 2020 Podcast Awards will be revealed live on International Podcast Day on September 30th. Go to podcastawards.com to see all nominated shows and go to robertsmediagroup.co. For more information on supporting After the Encore, a proud member of the RMG Podcast family. Hey. And we'll have that information. With applause at. Yeah, and we'll have that information in the uh, in the description when it comes time to drop this episode. I am proud I like of you, him Joe. because he always represents for us. He always. like you, And you don't have to. I really to go, do appreciate that. And you do not have to go in and say, hey, Joe, can you make sure you put this? You know how many people mm-hmm. we work with who weren't doing nothing? Yeah, we nothing. have to they weren't even put it doing down there. Can we talk about this? We got about 10 minutes. I want to talk about some of the Could shows. I want to talk about <laughs> some of the shows that have left. Because this is the reality is. This ain't Robert's Media Group speaking. Oh, my goodness. Some of these niggas, I'm glad they're gone. Ray in the building. Some of these niggas, I'm glad they're gone. Like, I think some people really think that they doing you a favor. And I try to tell people, just because you got 20,000 followers, 15,000 followers, it don't mean you ain't broke. Some mm-hmm. people that was doing shit, I'm like, you was broke. 
Mm. You was acting like it, but you was broke. Then you got other podcasts that they be thinking they really doing something, but you just trying to be like every other black podcast out right. there. You talking about shit that you really don't even know about. You probably watched the listen to a whole episode of somebody else's shit, and came then you came back. back and you tried to do the same goddamn shit. Double you are not worthy shit. for the mic. Stop it. <laughs> so some people need to hear this shit. I won't say names and shit, but if some of this falls on your lap and you feel like I could be talking to you, then goddamn it, I probably am. Yeah, the shoe fits, motherfucker. Tie wear that show. bitch like Cinder. <laughs> you are one today. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> hell yeah, man. My guy, yeah. Because it's a lot of people, like, they really thought they was something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the thing about it that made me mad is, like, they would go out and they would do this shit and they wouldn't even say Robert's Media Group. Right. Nigga, Represent. you wouldn't be on Spotify. Or I had to go back in and edit their shit after, after they had the already fact. put it Represent, out man. to tag yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And like I say, this is a thing. This is not a, sometimes you have to defend yourself. Yeah. This is us defending ourselves. I'm glad you're gone. <laughs> and I'm glad you ain't never coming back. Like I'm, and they ain't never coming back. And they ain't back. never coming back. They might try to, though. Yeah, but oh, it ain't going to never be right. Plenty have tried. Plenty oh, yeah. have tried, and tried all have failed. They've tried to come back without you guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Spider, no, no, no. But no, but let's Spider, make it. Like, but I like Spider saying that. But I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to fuck with MZ Studios and Spider on this. They tried to come back because they couldn't do it without us, and they didn't have this type of quality. Mm-hmm. I keep saying it's a lot of studios out there that don't really give a shit about shows. And if it's not a show that they like, they won't put the effort in. Right. Spider hasn't liked a lot of shows. Some of the shows have come from under us. Some of the shows, episodes may have been from us. Mm-hmm. But the nigga always gives maximum quality. He makes sure you mic right and he sends the shit to you and he does the what he's supposed to do. Right. Some of these motherfuckers under us had his ears bleeding. I know they did because when I was <laughs> editing the shit, I was like, my God. But shout out to the people who are still riding with us, man, still doing great things. Um, I do want to say this because Arteza brought it up. I still won't say the podcast name. We did have one podcast go away. They're not under us, but she seems to be having a better relationship with them this time around. The relationship that was intended. Yeah. You know good, what I'm saying? Good. And, and yeah. it's better. And and I, I go back to saying sometimes we, like Frank says, we have to learn to pivot. Mm-hmm. Gotta pivot baby. Even if the situation goes awry the first time. Yeah. And I'm learning this from her. Pivot. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need a second were, chance. Like, what can we do differently? It. What yeah. can we do different? Yeah. You yeah. know, and sometimes our approach has to be better. Right. Just like I said about in a relationship, if you want something to be done better, maybe you should try something different. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe your approach or receiving and the way you receive. something different for me yeah, in terms of asking for help. Yeah. But because I'm trying to get to another level, yeah. I had to do it. That's what and I'm saying. Yeah. And I know one thing about her. She don't like eating crow. And the thing about both of us. But I had like, to eat crow in behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and you you did it for me, so yeah. But the thing about it is, but we both, and because when she came and told me the story about the situation, I was like, damn, I know that was tough for you. Mm-hmm. I said, I get it, because we both hate eating crow. But the thing about it is, normally when we're eating crow, nobody else knows we're eating it, but we know. Yeah. Right? We don't even have to know. And nobody, it drives, and it drives us crazy. Like, yeah. nobody even has to know that we eat. I, I could be eating crow with you, and you wouldn't even know it, but right. it'll be killing me. Yes. Mm. Like, Kramer say, killing me. Right. It's <laughs> shake, killing me, Jerry. Because like, they didn't think nothing of it. They it was just nothing. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in my mind, I'm like, oh, God. But you know what? That's how narcissistic some people is, too, because some of our old people probably listen to this podcast and be like, they ain't even talking about me. I am talking directly to right. you. <laughs> pay attention, <laughs> yeah, pay attention. If you are questioning it, I'm still talking about you. Because well, some people will listen. It's, it's important to be able to recognize that, though. You know yes. what I mean? Because that's part of that's part of your growth. It's like, if, if you got to eat crow, then you're in a growth phase. Yeah. You're in a growth phase. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, I, it feels I'm, good. It yeah. does feel good, yeah. man. Like, I, I just try to tell people, be better. Do something you've never done. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have a two-part. Like I said, this is a two-part uh, episode. It's going to be one, but two parts. 
I hope my father hears this and do something different. Yeah. Like do something different. Change, like, whatever you eat, change that shit for a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever shoes you wear, try something different. Just shock yourself. Shock the people system, you hanging man. out with, hang out with a different group of people that you say you wouldn't and see if they can learn, you can learn something from them. You know, but sometimes you just got to do that just to, just to, just to break out of the, um, Mm-hmm. You got to, bro. You know, because we we are human beings. We are creatures of habit. And sometimes those habits are not healthy. Break the autopilot. I may switch my second you got to, You got to get out of autopilot, baby. You know, a lot of us are in it. Did you celebrate left-handers day? I didn't, but I am very left-handed. Yeah. I, well, As I see you scribble on his pen. Yeah, my, 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 my John Hancock is terrible. Lefty Lucy. But hopefully at some point this shit will be able to. Yeah, get me somewhere. Hell yeah, yeah, make you some money. You better work on it now, man. Man, that's just terrible. Sign it's been my terrible microphone. for <laughs> But you know what? One thing I will say, I, I want to get like, you know, some of our uh, rappers and shit, they'll be like, yo, what hip hop is giving them. Mm-hmm. And Artesia has told me, she's like, you need to start really kind of like appreciating the moment. And she gets away from it too. And I brought it back to her when we talked about it the other day. We've done some great shit at this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We've done some great shit with Robert's Media Group. Mm-hmm. She's done some great, like, we work with closely at some point NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, Still working. Martin Trivia. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, man. Hollywood actors. Mm-hmm. What else? Spider. Trademarks, LLCs, mm-hmm. MZ Studio. Like, not being funny. Backpacks a long stand, A long standing <laughs> relationship with them. Mm-hmm. When they first came in, we was with them in their first building. Mm-hmm. First building to here. And then, not being funny. Our interaction just naturally fucking happened. Right. Mm-hmm. They yeah. took to us. We realized it. We took to them. We partnered up. Mm-hmm. And I think if you really look back at your accomplishments, Frank, when I first met you, Melanin Origins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I had a couple of books in, um, what's yeah. the thing up in New York? Yeah, the big yeah, yeah. thing? The Come on. What you talking about? The, 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 oh, the article that they got. Yeah, y'all yeah. got written by uh, yeah. Huffington Post. Huffington Post. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. So when you look back right. at the things you've done, you be like, yo, not being funny. Another big shout out to y'all. Y'all got, have y'all already interviewed comedian Jeffrey? Uh, Godfrey. 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 Yeah, did that Wednesday. So mm-hmm. comedian Godfrey. Isaiah, Isaiah Washington. Washington. Isaiah Washington. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. big, I, and I That's say it all the time, big up the people that are in front of you. Like we up here big enough niggas who ain't gonna Yeah, shout out to Gina. I got a shout out to Gina. And the G Lounge Podcast. G Lounge Podcast, baby. Yeah, so it's like you gotta big up your motherfucking people, bro. It's too many people we get big ups to and it's like Drake people tagging niggas like Drake. People be tagging. <laughs> tag me. Like niggas, I, niggas tag who don't even have liking all your niggas shit. don't even have five hundred followers and they'll tag a superstar. Mm-hmm. You think he looking at that? Yeah, come down a little bit. But you won't even say, I like this or reshare that. I try to reshare and do all of that shit, man. Before we get up out of here, man, we got three minutes left. Artesia, thank you for, for coming out on this hot-ass Texas mm-hmm. Saturday. Beautiful, yes. beautiful hot, hot day. Fuck. Frank, thanks for coming out. Yes, sir. Spider, as always, thanks for being up in here, man. Giving us 100% maximum effort. To all the people who don't believe in yourself, try something different. Change your mind. Mm-hmm. Even in the poor situation that you're in, do something. Believe in yourself one time. Just once. Mm-hmm. This see, week. See that's all it takes. See how do, it for, try to create some kind of repetition. This week, wake up every day. For me, this this week is try to run three times. Mm. That's my thing. Run three times, read two books. She's smiling because she like this nigga got to go do it. Because you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to say she's right. I no, burned some incense the it. other don't day and I looked there. at myself and I said, I can do this. Can do I, know, I already know where his mind is when I say you want to place a bet. Because if he <laughs> says no... Then I know he's giving himself an out. But yeah. if he says yes nine times out of ten, he's gonna he get gonna it done. Do it. But see, I'm bet. trying to change the thing to where I just do it without saying it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times I say I'm gonna do it and I don't do it. So I was like, now nah, it's just about like get up, 
go do something mm-hmm. to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. I just want niggas to be successful. I want everybody to eat. I want the eat, hate baby. to stop. Eat. I know it'll never stop, but let's just work inside your circle. Me, I'm not trying to change the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I am trying to empower my motherfucking circle. And if you change your circle, then at some point you will change the world. Yes, exactly. Influence will, mm-hmm. it'll, it will continue to expand. Yep. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. I love everybody in this motherfucking room, white, black, or anything else. Yeah. If you gay, even those that ain't straight, hit. if you blue, green, yellow, if you got a crooked nose, <laughs> one booty cheek Jack bigger than the teeth. other one, small titties, big one titties, titty, fat person, titty. what they deem ugly. <laughs> I love all you ugly, beautiful, fat, skinny motherfuckers. And uh, that's all we got from the reality is, man. We hope you guys enjoy this bonus episode. And we out this bitch. Check me out. Love. I know perfect time. It feels like I'm too late. I know I'm still great in spite of my mistakes You know it's authentic every rhyme I say My only regret is I made niggas wait See ain't too many likers, we like finish bait Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.